They are passionate, essential risk takers. Farmers gamble with every crop planted, grown, and harvested. When farmers are successful, supermarkets are well stocked and agriculture is sustainable. Here at Redox Bionutrients, we exist to create passion and excitement in growing healthier plants. Because when that happens, we all win. A big part of ensuring our technology is as advertised happens at our research farm here in Burley, Idaho. Today, we'll hear about research projects and meet several people carrying out this important work. Welcome to Redox Grows, an in-depth look at key issues affecting agriculture and the people that make it all happen. I'm your host, Jim Morris. Today I'm at our headquarters taking a closer look at our research farm. I just love visiting our farm, and I try to see the progress of our projects as often as I can. It's very exciting. I'm speaking with Gifford Gillette, head of science at Redox. Thanks for your time. Happy to be here this morning, Jim. Giff was raised on a potato farm in Idaho. He has a BS in ecology and botany, MS in biology, and PhD in natural resources from Idaho State University and the University of Idaho. Giff, why don't we start with an overview of the research farm? Things change from year to year. How many crops and projects will be happening? Well, in the greenhouse, we have over 30 trials that we're targeting this year across 11 different crops, and the new ones are spinach, peppers, and broccoli this year. I'd like to focus on some of those new crops. How important is it to not only have some of the big crops of the region and the country, corn, for example, but also try new things that you just mentioned? We have a great research team, and with that has come requests for information and for help across the country. Here in Idaho, we don't grow spinach or broccoli or peppers, for that matter. And so uh, the ability to do that in the greenhouse and provide information and help to our agronomists, wherever they might be, is really at the heart of what we're doing as a redox research team. There are other steps in the process to make sure that the redox technology delivers. Can you comment about the research that's happening elsewhere and how it all ties in together to make sure that we're delivering on what we say? Similar to where our agronomists are located, we have third-party research trials, whether that be you know third-party entities or university affiliates that we're doing research with. Those are also similarly scattered across uh, the U.S. Uh, we're targeting about 50 research trials with 24 different research entities. Uh, in the Midwest is a big focus this year. We have Michigan, Illinois, Canada, Kansas, Indiana, and then on the East Coast, we have North Carolina, where we have third-party research affiliates, as well as in Georgia and Florida, and then back closer to us on the West Coast, all up and down California, we have research affiliates, as well as uh, in Arizona with the University of Arizona, working with the University of Idaho more closely to home, and then up into the Pacific Northwest into Washington. At the end of the day, it's important to make sure that our technology is indeed delivering, and we have scores and scores of Redox results that indicate just that. How comfortable are you, GIF, with the results that we're getting that show our technology is indeed helping farmers? We've been able to build off of what we've already done the last year as well as expand. And I think that's a credit to the team that the management at Redox has built around us as well as the team that we have because we've been able to expand and broaden our experience beyond nutrient efficiencies this 
already in the year into abiotic stress categories and root development. If we can't conduct those tests, we can't learn. And so we've been able to do that because of the team that we have with us. And I'm really excited about the year ahead that we have. You have an excellent team at the research farm, Jamie Harrell, Noah Masoner, Quentin Morgan, and there are interns, very exciting. They have a lot of energy and enthusiasm. They've really hit the ground running. Tell me more. We are really excited to have a great synergy with a local uh, community college, the College of Southern Idaho, that has uh, now offering a four-year degree in agriculture. And we were able to find two diamonds in the rough, if you will, in that program and uh, they're local and so they're educated in agriculture and they also have pretty deep roots each of them in agriculture as a background and so that accompanied with being educated and aspiring as well as uh, one of them just got a a scholarship uh, through their college education and so those two bring a a great um, asset locally in that way and then we also have other local interns that are are seeking education a little further from home. Um, BYU Provo, Tyson Ramsey is where uh, is where he is attending, and Faith Tally at BYU Idaho. She grew up in New Plymouth. A little, she's probably the furthest away, but still fairly local, which is why she's able uh, to be here. And then the other two that I referred to earlier at the College of Southern Idaho are. Uh, Courtney Bean, as well as Carter Zampedri. And those four together make an educated, hardworking, independent, very capable um, Redox research team of internships. I'd like to know about their attention to detail as well. Yeah, I think a perfect example of that because we had the local uh, College of Southern Idaho interns that started before school got out, basically, and they were getting experience one to three days per week. Uh, Carter got started under... Jamie Harrell's direction and an example of the attention to detail that he took under that direction was he was collecting soil temperature information and as we go from different seasons growing different crops we have different environments in the greenhouse if you will despite being able to control for the environment there's still that environment within the greenhouse and one of the things that was unique this year as we transition from that cold spring and that at that time the environment in the greenhouse from a temperature standpoint was pretty even across the greenhouse because we had the heater up that is situated above in the greenhouse and the fans move that temperature very evenly across the the trials and our treatments and our plants and our crops but as we transitioned into summer carter was taking soil temperature measurements that have really influenced and documented how the temperature regime changed in the greenhouse and as we shifted and we got warmer temperatures the cooling rack were kicking on and so those pots that were close to the cooling racks were cooler and therefore those plants not surprisingly were growing slower we did notice there were some differences in growth with our with our spinach trials and that Carter's really become an expert on and because he documented that it, the light went on and we were like wow we we used to try to control for light interception because we're typically growing plants that shade each other such as corn or tomatoes and so we're more concerned about controlling for that light interception but with vegetables Carter's attention to detail under Jamie's direction really increased our protocols and the quality of the science that we were producing 
as detailed approach has really set the stage for our other trials. For example, Tyson is following Carter's lead with broccoli, and he's becoming a resident expert on growing broccoli now. And he, along with Carter, have also been calibrating the corn seeder for our research farm trials. Faith and Courtney together have been tackling a lot of our larger projects uh, with some of our new research protocols, both in the greenhouse, but especially in the growing boxes, which are 40 inches tall by 40 inches wide. They're boxes of soil that we set up in grids anywhere from a 2 by 2 to a 7 by 7 depending on the crop of interest that's being grown. How do you view the best case scenario as these internships play out? Last year, the Redox research team was really already uh, kind of set. We had a great, who is now a local crop advisor, in Keegan Duncan, who was working with Braden Bowen, as well as with Jamie Harrell. And I kind of came on board and just try to not mess up the team because we had such a great team. And so we had huge shoes to fill. To be perfectly honest, I was a little bit nervous on the ability to to backfill and have that opportunity for for new research internships and we are off to an incredible start and we have hit the ground running it's always a difficult time as we come into the peak season of growing to manage all of those things simultaneously with the research farm to get the corn in on time we're coming up on our first alfalfa harvest where all hands will be on deck we hope that it benefits both the redox research team and our interns they all have their own expertise some of them are more focused on genetics versus seed coating technology where um, others might want to be more on the applied side with agronomy. And so we try to match up the needs that we have and put them on projects that match their expertise as well as the future where they want to see themselves in agriculture. They're not only very bright, very energetic, but also hardworking. And I think it's time now to meet the Redox interns for 2023. Hi, I'm Carter Zampedri. I go to the College of Southern Idaho. Um, I just got done with my second year. My major is Ag Associates of Arts. It's basically just the the degree to go on to a four-year after you're done there. My ag background, I lived on a just a small 40-acre farm. All of my jobs have been <laughs> related to ag in some way. And uh, my future aspirations are just... I want to be a crop advisor or an agronomist, somewhere in that field. I've always thought that was really cool. I've always liked to talk to the, the agronomists that have came by and pick up their brains and figure out what they're putting on our fields. For Redox, I knew I wanted to come here because I've always heard good things about it. Uh, and then I found the internship for the research side, and I really wanted to see what they were doing, and it's been really cool just to just to see the the different applications we're doing and uh and all the plants that we're doing that some that we don't even grow here but we're still trying to to figure out what's the best way to to grow them carter you've been working with spinach tell me about some of the work that you're doing we're growing out the spinach until it bolts basically and then we harvest so then we go cut the tops off we weigh those we get a wet weight for those while they're still all hydrated then we'll go and put those in the ovens. We'll cook it down till there's no moisture in it. Um, not really cook, just basically taking all the water out of it. So then we can take that weight, and then we also send those off because 
you eat the leaves on spinach. So we want to see what kind of nutrients we have on there. We have five different um, ways of, of application. So A doesn't have anything on it. We just That's just a control. B, C, D, and E all have different applications of fertilizer. We send those in to just see the differences in the nutrients of each of, of the different leaves, right? Um, and then we also take the roots and we wash them. That takes forever. You have to be super careful. Make sure you, you get every root and we weigh those also so we know how healthy the roots are. Um, we can see if there's dif- if the different applications make better roots, that type of thing. So this next trial that I just set up yesterday will actually be a foliar. Basically, the way that I, that I applied on the last one was uh, like a two-inch dribble band, just right next, just two inches away from the plant. This one would be spraying. So me and Gifford were, were talking about how we need to set it up yesterday, and it took forever because it's, it's just so much different. But we'll be finding out a lot of cool stuff, and we'll be seeing if that has any differences with the nutrients and the leaves. And, and I'm excited to see how that works in the roots because... It won't be going straight to the soil like I did on the last one. It'll be coming through the leaves. And this is done in a greenhouse, so it's a controlled environment, and they're grown in pots. I've often heard that spinach is a very delicate crop. Is that something that you've observed already? What I've seen with it is it just grows so fast. Like, it was about 30 to 45 days, something like that, that we were harvesting. So with spinach, you you can really set up a trial, get it done in a month, month and a half, and you have you have uh, data already. It probably is delicate outside, if you especially if you were growing it for actual crops, like trying to sell it, is and and it's outside in the heat and in the weather. It's probably very it's probably delicate. But luckily we're we have a cover on it. So <laughs> yeah, and it is also something that the consumer expects something perfect in return as well. How excited are you? The fact that you are doing things that could very well help the consumer in the long run. I'm really excited because you never think about how I would be growing spinach in southern Idaho. I've never thought about it. And then you talk to Gifford and you say and he tells you about how we send our data down to agronomists down where they grow it and they use it. And it just makes you realize that what we're doing actually is making a difference in how people are eating. And it's, it's really it's really crazy to think about that is we start in a greenhouse we grow I don't know 26 pots of spinach and we get enough data from that we have the chance to really change something in the actual world My name is Faith Talley. I'm a senior at BYU-Idaho, and my major is agriculture business. Uh, Kind of my ag background, I grew up on a family farm. We grew a lot of, like, horse hay, corn, wheat. I just enjoyed helping around there. Uh, And in the future, I eventually want to work my way to owning my own seed company. I'm not sure in what area but that's what I'm working towards. And I came to Redox because I was just inspired about the research that they do here, that we get to work with all different kinds of crops and learn about them. I've been currently working on uh, a lot of corn. I'm working on two corn trials currently, 
and one in smaller pots and then one we have in like bigger pots just to like portray more out in like the field sense. Later in the year we'll have corn outside and then that'll be fun to follow too I guess right? Yeah we're gonna start planting the corn outside today so we're super excited about that. That is cool and then you'll kind of follow the process. Is that something you're used to? I mean I do think it's fascinating to see a crop progressing along the way and what you get out of it. Yeah, I found it really exciting. I mean, growing up on a farm, it was just kind of like, oh, it popped up, like, yeah. But, like, here, it's kind of like my baby, and it's super exciting to see it, like, pop up, and you get super excited, and you watch it, like, every single day grow. You need to go to the Midwest to see those cornfields, too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I'm Tyson Ramsey. I'm a junior at BYU in Provo, Utah. I'm currently studying genetics, genomics, and biotechnology, but I'm debating on going into botany as well. I also worked on a fruit farm for the past six years in Washington. I met Redox in 2021 in June, and I was only able to work here for one month prior to an internship I did in Brazil on an acai farm. So that's kind of my background with ag. I plan to use my three languages that I speak fluently, English, Portuguese, and Spanish, hopefully in the future in an ag industry. I would like to continue on with Redox if that's the case. That's really impressive that you're trilingual. Let's try a bit of a quiz. How about in Spanish saying agriculture is important to us all? Agricultura es importante por todos nosotros. And next up in Portuguese, farmers are a foundation of life. Fazenderos son a fundación de vida. That is really fun. So tell me, Tyson, what are you working on these days on the research farm? I'm focused on the broccoli. So just last week I planted it and it took about four to five days before germination, which is when it sprouts. So that's kind of what I've been focused on here at Redox is just getting the broccoli started and seeing it sprout and going from there with its treatments and water planting. I'm just wondering if you like broccoli. I'll eat it, but it's definitely not my favorite thing to eat. Sooner or later, I should be eating broccoli to better my health in the long run. It is a fundamental vegetable. How does it make you feel to think that you could have an impact on what the farmer is going to be growing and the consumer is going to be eating? Well, vegetables are essential in any given period of time. So it's important, I think, for farmers to get an idea of the research behind it. My name is Courtney Bean. I go to the College of Southern Idaho. I'm actually a freshman there, so I'm the youngest one on the team. My major there is just a general agriculture degree, which is really cool. I just get a bit of everything, and that's an associate of art, so that's meant to transfer onward, and I would like to get a bachelor's in like ag communications or policy further on down the road. My ag background, I mean, I grew up in ag. Both of my parents got ag degrees, got bachelor degrees, and um, my dad worked on a walnut orchard, and then we moved here to Idaho, and he works for Corteva now. And so I've just always been involved in agriculture, just knew that it was something that I wanted to make my career. My future aspirations, I would like to work on like a policy level, perhaps, maybe, or work for an ag company just at the state and local level, just, you know, representing ag to others, teaching others about agriculture, just in general, just informing the public kind of what we are and what we do and how important we are. Um, In my early impression at Redox, you know, when I first heard about it from my teacher, I was super excited because I was like, that's something that's really close I'd be interested in. I'd I'd worked in agriculture before, but never in like a plant science kind of aspect. So when I came here and saw it, I was super excited. 
in the greenhouse currently, I have some spinach that I just planted the other day. Um, that's going to be a nutrient efficiency trial actually going off of what Carter earlier mentioned. So that's one we're going to be applying at half rates of nitrogen instead of the full what he did. So that's something I'm just waiting for them to germinate right now. But yeah, they've been applied, um, so they're just sitting in soil right now. Another one that I've been working on, and I just moved them outside after they hardened a little bit, is apple trees. And that one's also going to be similar kind of with the nutrient efficiency um, that one's a little a little difficult. The first time that we did it, you know, the trees didn't really ever end up doing anything, so we had to replant. This is our second round, and then now it's just a waiting game with them because it takes about six to eight weeks to actually see if they're going to start budding out. So that's a waiting game for sure. A lot of stuff is here. <laughs> and then, yeah, outside... Um, we have these things called grow boxes that we're starting up as well and this is kind of our first year doing it so that's kind of been a lot of trial and error and research but right now we have just planted out here um, potatoes and apple trees and grapes and we're going to get more planted as well but that's something that we're going to be starting this year as well and we're really looking forward to. Idaho potatoes I'm a big fan how about you? For sure, for sure. Definitely the potato state. I love everything related to potatoes. Some people, I really have a hard time. Some people don't. And I'm like, what? Are you, how are you in Idaho and without liking potatoes? They need to go to Steve-O's down the road where they serve you about two pounds of french fries with every meal. Yeah, their steak fries are amazing. I could totally just eat all day long on those things. Could you explain a little more about what the grow-in boxes are and what they allow you to do? The growing boxes right now, they're just four by four, so they're four feet tall, four feet wide, four feet long. They're just square, um, and they have metal sides, but they actually have inserts of plexiglass, I believe, and that allows you to see inside and see the roots when we take them out, and we also have inserts that a camera can go down, and the camera can take images of a roots. so that's kind of what they're designed for. Um, a lot of our trials, we have them just that we inserted when we put the soil in. We put in those camera imagers, and they're going to be able to just send a camera down down that tube and take pictures of the roots because that's a lot of what um, research is, you know, getting your plant roots and making sure they're healthy and that they're getting all those nutrients. And there's different sizes as well. There's some that only have two inserts. That's some that have um, 14 inserts. And that's just gives you little areas to grow. So, you know, those bigger ones, those are for your bigger crops that you're growing. So apple trees, things like that. And then the smaller ones are for smaller crops, you know, so corn, wheat, things like that, that we're going to be growing as well. Are you having fun and looking forward to some of the results you'll see later this year? Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, I think it's really interesting, too, is here at Redox, we don't do things that are, you know, normal commodities in the Magic Valley. We definitely are the potato state, like you said, but potatoes aren't the only thing growing. You know, grapes, you don't really see grapes around here. Apple trees, spinach, peppers, things like that. That's something that I thought was super interesting, and it's super exciting as well because you get those experiences and those other types of crops. I really enjoyed visiting with GIF and our interns. We have a great research team here at Redox, and we will be sure to follow up and pass along key developments as the year progresses. For now, that wraps up this episode. You can learn more about Redox at redoxgrows.com, and you can send your questions and feedback to podcast at redoxgrows.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>